coming to you live from yet another reality covered by Cronenbergs. Ah, my kingdom for a David Lynch dimension. But meanwhile, this is interdimensional RSS. The unofficial record money podcast? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> ah, yes, Brandon. That's right. Didn't seem so confident about what, what podcast this was, but it is, in fact, Interdimensional RSS. I'm Travis. I am Brandon. Thank you, Welcome. guys. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're, we're back, back in the groove, as it were, uh, mm-hmm. back, to, back to some episode recaps. No, right. no special guests, just me, you, Unity, and some good old times. <laughs> And this and this random concoction I made, <laughs> I I was like you know, you know I kind of want a a refreshing summer beverage. Let me get a, a vodka tonic, and I, and I was like I don't have any lime, but I do have some crappy like off brand grenadine. So <laughs> so I don't like where weird, this is going at all. It's yeah, I mean it's it's strong. Uh, so yeah. really within within the next five minutes I will be passed out. So hey, all right, so let's use those five minutes to uh, do a little housekeeping real quick and tell everybody how they can get a hold of, of this podcast. Uh, first and foremost, you can, you can hit us up on Twitter over at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com is our personal subreddit for this podcast. Uh, everybody's welcome. And then uh, over, on, <laughs> over on Facebook, if you haven't deleted your Facebook account, you can still access facebook.com yeah. slash Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, and, and Gmail, if you want to send us an email, let us know your thoughts at Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. Uh, along with that, you can support the show by buying a t-shirt over at Public. if you go to apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop or directly support the show and get all kinds of other perks, uh, including our monthly hangout that is... That is this week. We're very Ooh. excited. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod, you can get all the details for how to sign up. Thank you to all the patrons that support us. Thank you to one and all of the patrons. The, pa- and the only, patreon. And only. The patreons. <laughs> patreon. I, I had a had a little frog in my throat when I when I got to that point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, yeah. that, that, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm drunk. And, so. All right. Well, in that case, I think it's time for it's semi-pertinent news. Oh man, I messed up the, I messed up the note there at the mm. end. Oh yeah. But Hey, we've been watching, all, we've been watching a lot of American Idol lately. So I'm really, really keyed <laughs> in to those vocal skills. Yeah. Oh, who's who's on it this season? Oh, you know what? Uh, Let's talk about that on our American Idol podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Tune in for that. Uh, <laughs> Tuesdays name, on NBC. Name TBD. Uh, yeah. Semi pertinent news. So we actually have some really, uh, some really interesting things to talk about. So I think Juicy. I think we're gonna clear some air maybe in this segment uh, a little bit. But but first we want to talk about the Run Jewels video that came out of nowhere and kind of blew up. Uh, a couple weeks ago, blew it I think, up. I think you had seen it probably two or three times before I actually got a chance to stop and watch uh, the video. But uh, what, what were your what were your thoughts about it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the the, the main thing is is uh, it was directed by Juan Meza Leon, who is a director of the show itself. He's directed mm-hmm. a bunch of episodes, and uh, so. It really, it really maintains a 
good solid Rick and Morty feel to it mm-hmm. and it you know it helps that it's to a pretty pretty kick-ass song which by the way I didn't I didn't copy uh, to have on the show to like do one of those like really cool like music transitions we like <laughs> yeah no it's, it really sounds good and then it transitions to the music and then you're like then you come back into the show and they're like oh wow cool Brandon good job editing <laughs> didn't do that this time didn't do it it's not happening. Sorry, you got you got to head out to the YouTube's, <laughs> and you got to get that stuff yourself, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what uh, what did you think of of the video? I thought I thought it was really cool the the idea of them doing a kind of um, pulp fictiony. Yeah, yeah. It definitely had like a pulp vi- fiction vibe. I dug the the sort of the the outfits they were wearing, the suits, uh, the sunglasses. Kind of almost almost like a Blues Brothers, or, or I mean, really, Pulp Fiction is, is probably the closest thing. Yeah. Uh, you got a bunch of Grumflamites back up in there, and yeah. uh, it kind of like a almost like a heist type thing going on. So uh, it was fun to watch. You know, you you still got almost like a mini story, uh, even though sometimes the the context was kind of wishy washy. Um, yeah. And then and then in the end, uh, it's there's a moment there that. Uh, it's strange. It it doesn't. It didn't feel quintessentially Rick and Morty to me. But uh, oh yeah yeah. And and, like and honestly, in the briefcase. Well, and if if it that part, yeah. But also like when he like switches off the like fake Morty or whatever that that he's using, um, and it like falls into like a trap door or whatever. Like uh-huh. I don't know it. I feel like that, if this had that happened, seemed not Rick and Morty. If that had happened in the context of the show, there'd be like a brigillion like fan theories immediately. <laughs> like every Morty's a robot, or like I don't know that that was the title sequence Morty. I know it. Oh, oh, I I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, so the only the only thing that I would have I would have liked differently, and you know this we're all getting nitpicky because. The, the video is cool and there's that this aside point about the video itself that that middle part where they first go through the portal flying the ship and it's like that really like that i don't even know how to describe that kind of color scheme mm-hmm. uh that that's going on it's like kind of trippy but just i don't know it just it gives me feels it gives me weird <laughs> weird feels in in my gullet <laughs> uh I don't know if I'm using I don't that even right. know where your gullet is to be honest I d- so I don't I don't know is and that- that's none of my business that's that's like your if a body, mullet's on your, your on your head, <laughs> is is a gullet on the front of your head? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. These are the, know. these are the these, un- are the these are the unanswered questions of the world. Really. <laughs> uh, but th- I would have I would have really liked to have seen instead of the end of the video being Rick turning off a Morty robot, that it would have been uh, a Morty turning off a Rick robot, and then just being like hanging out in the bedroom at the end. And then he like takes his eye patch off, and then, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. and then uh, Blonde Redhead for his yeah. Dakota comes on. <laughs> it's an entirely different song. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, awesome job. Uh, hey, the the more Rick and Morty side projects that, that we can get to kind of fill up the time between now and season four, uh, you know, we're all for it. And, uh, for and I think it. that that is a great transition into something I've been dying to talk about in semi permanent well, news well we're not we're not we're not there yet i just want to say one more thing about the run uh run jewels video run the jewels run, whatever 
Uh, I should. You I should know. I, I I I want I want to say I I set that transition up beautifully, and you I know you just did. Stomped all I know over. you did, but I put an extra thing in the these notes <laughs> that you that you ran over. You just ran over because the other the other little piece of semi pertinent news that had to do with that video was the Adult Swim Festival that's in October. Yes. Uh, which uh, you know we there this we we'll talk about this a little bit when we get into the next section. But uh, you know, Adult Swim is having a festival. They're they're having, um, they're having this artist that did the video. They're they're going to be there. Some other artists in in a bunch of Adult Swim shows. Uh, it's it's two and a half days, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be there the Friday night and probably Sunday. I have a wedding to go to on on Saturday. So, right. I mean, if I can skip out. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've known her. I've known her since kindergarten, so maybe I shouldn't. And maybe Chelsea's, maybe that's a bad call. And Chelsea's uh, the brides, but one like of the bridesmaids. It's serendipitous. You already had travel plans to be yep. in LA that weekend, and then Adult Swim is kind enough to just throw a whole festival uh, at the same time. So, yeah. so we know at least fifty percent of interdimensional RSS will be there. I am yep. currently looking into options for for <laughs> uh, seeing if it's a possibility for me to make it out there. We would we'd love to to I don't know meet anybody that's a that's listens to this podcast and and yeah. uh, uh, I don't know do something unofficial as as is everything we do with this podcast <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so a, a backpack full of shirts <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge support us on patreon.com if you want both of us out there uh in october uh but yeah and uh and then season four transition season four is dead <laughs> okay yeah so with with this with this adult swim festival this brings up the question now what kind of representation is Rick and Morty going to have have there? Uh, even though even though I'm going to be there, of course. What kind of representation will Rick and Morty have there? Uh, because the, you you may Unity you may have seen the news on this. Uh, Dan Harmon tweeted out a week a little over a week ago, and a, a news article a news site. I would I'll say a little bit clickbaity. There's some clickbaity stuff going on. Uh, said, oh, here's Dan Harmon's tweet. He's saying. Season four is no more. Season four is not happening. So here, here's here's Dan Harmon's tweet. He says, by the way, disclaimer, this isn't the Dan Harmon tweet minute. No, There's no, some... this is not. <laughs> this is the Dan Harmon not tweet minute. Dan Harmon not tweet minute. I hear you. Tough spot. On one hand, it can be challenging, especially with crippling lazy alcoholism to write a show that hasn't been ordered by a network. On the other hand, the thought that fans like you pay the price. I mean, I'm going to grab a drink. Uh, and, that, and, that was, and that was in, a res, in response to a, a DJ Wise pariah who just said, "Quit wasting time and go finish the next R and M season." You lazy alcoholic. Run the jewels can get the animators to make music video, but we're waiting on them for the next season. Now nah, we're waiting on you to finish writing it, like that fucking book. Uh so so some sites picked this up and they jumped to the doom and gloom of, well, I guess I guess season four is not yeah, happening. Season four is not happening. I mean, and and. Okay, I get it. Like, there's there's a lot of things to unpack here, but I understand for websites that that their business model is get clicks. Running a headline that says Rick and Morty season four is not happening, you're gonna generate clicks off that, right? Yeah. But the problem Which is why here, we should have named this podcast. That's not happening. Please listen yeah. to us. Season four is dead. The podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's. Obviously, right now, 
you could, I mean, there is no season four ordered there. Right. They haven't done it yet. And I think we've talked about that a lot on this show, but I, I don't know that we've gotten into the specifics of like what that means. Mm-hmm. I, I don't claim to be an expert on television or the business of television, nope. but I'm, I, I try to keep my ear to what's hot. And, uh, I, <laughs> I understand that, you know, this TV is a business and networks order shows and there are contracts involved with that. There were three seasons contracted initially for Rick and Morty and that contract has expired. Uh, in that time, Rick and Morty has become one of the most popular, if not the most popular show, uh, on adult swim and everyone involved knows that. So it's advantageous for, uh, cartoon network, adult swim, to try and get the most they can out of the show, but it's also in their best interest to make sure the show happens. But also for Dan and Justin, all the writers, the animators, voice actors, everybody involved in producing the show, they know that this show is amazing and popular and they want to get everybody that works on the show you know, their fair cut, I think as well. Or Dan just wants all the money so he can retire because (laughs) he's a lazy alcoholic and doesn't want to work anymore. Right. If you listen to Harmontown, you completely understand. Uh, (laughs) So, so yeah. So while season four has not been ordered, this doesn't mean that the show is not happening. It just means it's not happening right now. They don't have a contract (laughs) to work on it right now. So, for everybody that follows Dan Harmon out of spite or something and, and angrily tweets at him every response, like, for starters, maybe find another hobby. But beyond <laughs> that, like... Harmon Block 2018. He, he, he can't make more Rick and Morty right now because the network hasn't asked him to. And, and, yeah. and the way that they ask him to is they say, we're going to pay you this much money to do it. And, and 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 Justin Roiland also tweeted uh, just a couple days ago for everyone telling me to get back to work on Rick and Morty season four, turn your attention to Turner. I'm waiting around just like you, making some cool video games in the meantime though at Squanch Games. Yeah. Uh. So so yeah. I mean they're 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 working on it. I, I si- over over in our Discord, our friend Sire Dark mentioned stuff basically echoing what you're saying, Travis, in that. Uh, you, you know, everyone is trying. It's it's way bigger than it was in season two. Season three made it just just boom, made it an actual, uh, uh, you know, an icon, a pop culture icon now. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's trying to cash in on that. And then also he brings up a good point with the whole sauce gate uh, in that that may have hurt the show as far as negotiations goes as well. Like <laughs> just saying, you know, yeah, your your fan base is kind of shitty, so maybe I don't know. Maybe we don't necessarily want you. I uh, so I appreciate that that sentiment, but at the same time, like this is all business. Like I can answer that question for money, right? Like it's all about money. And <laughs> nice if reference, you go Travis. to if you go to like any like pop culture type store whether it's like a GameStop, a hot topic things like that like 
there's Rick and Morty merchandise like everywhere. I th- I think I I I was on va- I was on vacation. I was on a work trip last week, and I <laughs> I wa- went to a GameStop and I sent a picture to Brandon because it was a a Rick and Morty brand me seeks car air freshener and and i was just like have we hit rock bottom like like (laughs) you could get just about anything you know rick and morty brand slapped on it and that is great for adult swim that's great for uh the brand to kind of get it out there but you know they are making money hand over fist and they're it's really not likely that they're gonna walk away from that but you get lawyers involved with contracts and it just slows the entire process down. So yeah. while it is unfortunate that they didn't release season three and immediately get to work on writing season four, like, like I, I mean, it's yeah. going to take longer, but hopefully, yeah. you know, they get it worked out and until yeah. then there's nothing we can do. So, so in, in conclusion, there, there's a couple things that we've, we've come to realize with all of this. One Season four is not yet happening. Two, when it does happen, it's going to take another year and a half, mm. which means three, we have to come up with content for the next year and a half at the very least, and maybe take you know a hiatus at some point in time. Like we're going to have to. Yeah, at- we're we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk with our providers, and we'll uh, <laughs> negotiate our contracts. We'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah, we'll we'll get it figured out. But but. You know, with all the doom and gloom, the this the show is is far, far too popular to just up and die. Yeah. So I that, mean, that's, that, Harmon that's got like take. seven seasons out of Community. So yeah. I mean, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> that was Rick and Morty on Yahoo. Uh, all right, and with okay. the, and with all that said, let's move into the Dan Harmon tweet minute. It's a Dan Harmon tweet minute. Now that we're not. Talking about the not Dan Harmon tweet minute. Um, okay, uh, I messed it up. Anyways, here's, at, here's at one point I am gonna spit take all over <laughs> like my my recording equipment. That, that's great, and then just I'll just watch you as you get shocked to death, <laughs> and then I'll laugh. I don't know why I'm laughing about that. <laughs> okay, uh, here's what Dan Harmon says. I just saw Chuck Woolery's Twitter timeline, and I will be back and oof and oof. And he had a second tweet, which is now people are just responding with animated GIFs of people from 20 year old TV shows not getting my reference to a 30 year old TV show. <laughs> that that is that. To all my my love connection fans out there, Chuck Woolery's kind of a he's kind of a he's kind of a good interesting person. <laughs> good interesting person. Oof. Oof. Okay, we're back in five and five. Five and five. Yeah, uh, I used to watch all kinds of old thirty-year-old television shows in syndication. Yeah, because uh, I—that's how old I was, and I didn't have cable. That's not well. Well, you weren't years ago, you weren't 30, 30 years ago. I was, I was five years old. Are you Benjamin Buttoning? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Anyways, we're it's time to move on, Travis. It's time for you to do the music for the main thing. Are you gonna do it? Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a main thing. Travis doing the main thing. Uh yeah, let's ask the tone deaf kid to to do any sort of theme music that as 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 if I know anything about tone. That's what electronics are for. 
<laughs> yeah, hit me hit me with the uh, auto tune next time, and we'll we'll rock this thing out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, main thing time. We're we're back to episode recaps. We're we're six episodes into season one, and mm-hmm. it's, it's time for Rick Potion number nine. That's a right. A pivotal episode in the in the history in the lore of Rick and Morty. Uh, originally aired January twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. Written by Justin Roiland himself, and uh, directed by Stephen Sandoval. So yeah, good yeah. good stuff. Good good stuff. Here, here's a synopsis: A dance at Morty's, also provided by Reddit. Thank you. A dance at Morty's high school prompts him to ask Rick if he can create a potion that will make his pretty classmate Jessica find Morty attractive. However, because Jessica has the flu, the potion goes haywire and becomes airborne and causes nearly the whole population of Earth to fall for Morty, save for blood relatives. Rick fixes up an antidote, which does not produce its hoped results. Meanwhile, Jerry becomes concerned about Beth's fidelity. Eventually, both plots cross paths. The results are Rick and Morty migrating to another reality, where that reality's Rick successfully cures all of Earth, but he and that reality's Morty die in an experiment, allowing... C-137 Rick and Morty to assume their roles. We'll get into the C-137 stuff in a little bit. Yes. But, yes, yes, but yes. just but just uh, for <laughs> synopsis purposes. Uh, and, and, and realistically, this is a pretty straightforward, um, relatively simple episode. Like, um, I feel, while, while a lot of stuff goes down, like, everything kind of plays very lin- linearly. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know, it, it feels like a, a really... A really easy episode to kind of uh, understand. I don't. I don't know. Like, there's, there's not, there's not a whole lot of like, uh, I don't know, like crazy like twist. I feel like I don't know. No, you're 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 right. There's not. It's a it's a fairly straightforward episode in the sense that, you know, like it's not a Zygerians episode. Where we're like, oh, is it? Ooh, what a twist! Is, did he know the entire time? Yeah, uh, and well, let's not. Look, First, let's not get back into the argument, Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go play back that podcast if you want to. <laughs> if you want to hear that, uh, uh, let's but, let's hit up some production notes real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the production title was "Love Pandemic," and it was the second episode in production after "Lawnmower Dog," which which is very interesting when you think about what takes place in this episode. Uh, had that been like the second episode to actually play out on on this on the series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, you know, in 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 Lawnmower Dog, you know, they they introduce they first introduced the concept of alternate realities as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of makes sense production wise that those kind of themes still uh, overlap a little bit. Sure. Um, w- it, it does say uh, that the ep- this episode changes the, the show's identity, which I think we'll get into that when we get into the actual discussion. Okay. Um, all the Cronenberg animations had to be done frame by frame. Whereas the rest of the show was done using harmony puppets. Did you do, do, do you know? Oh, yeah. uh, were you going to ask me if I know what that means? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, so, so there's like some harmony animation software. Um, and, and the idea of harmony puppets, like you can, you can mock up, um, drawings using the software so that you don't have to necessarily redraw every frame of, of animation. You can, you can move those characters around, uh, like you would a puppet, so right. that it, it 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 makes the process of animation a little bit easier, and and you can go back and uh, reuse those characters and things like that. Right, but, and and what what's important about that is that when you have a puppet, it's because you're not changing the shape of the puppet. You're like there, uh, you're attaching 
basically joints to each of the the limbs so right. you can move it around like a puppet like a, a marionette well when you're changing the form of a being you can't just simply like oh now this joint's going to go over here yeah cronenberg man it completely breaks it uh <laughs> which i mean frame by frame having to draw all of that stuff the the effect is is outstanding and and yeah. and the gelatinous crazy creatures uh, that we end up with at the end of this uh, are, are both disgusting and intriguing. Uh, <laughs> but the process of having to draw all of that frame by frame, uh, I'm sure that that added a lot to the production time. Yes, definitely. Uh, the the goggles that Rick pulls out at the uh, towards the end of the episode, those are the same ones from Rick's Team Minutes. Hey. 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 So so it's it's standard it's it's in continuity that uh, he uses alternate dimension glasses to to kind of cheat and figure out where to go next if he needs to skip realities. It's canon. It is. It's yeah. definitely canon. Uh, you can spot Tammy in the background during a flu dance. Boo, that, boo, Tammy. Uh, she, I mean, she's also she's also in the in the Meeseeks episode. Uh, so you know, you know, Tammy. We hate yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this note talks about the fact that this was because this was second in production order. She just kind of has an incidental design without uh, being called out or anything. Uh, right. I do find it really interesting that they had sort of like a stock character that they used in the background of some some episodes, and then like sort of what she turns into, uh, you know, by the you know start of season three even. Yeah, yeah, and and when they're when they're all attacking the, the spaceship. Uh, Summer's friend, the the kind of geeky nerdy one that that is uh, ditches her at the um, uh, at the in the season finale episode, or yeah. mm-hmm. or like <laughs> she's she's like, oh, you're not cool, Summer. You're kind of you're kind of a jerk. Uh, she's she's one of the people licking at the <laughs> spaceship glass. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, and then since this episode was so early in the production timeline, uh, the stuttering is a little more pronounced. Uh, than the episodes before and after. Yes, when when I first read that, I was like, like animation stuttering. No, no, Morty, listen. you know, it was it was like more of a like a like a Dan Harmon stutter. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say that was a Dan Harmon minute right there. Love love the podcast, but. That happens all the time on that show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a great way to to actually get your thoughts where you <laughs> like instead of instead of it, it's actually pretty good for a podcast to just kind of you know just uh, to figure out what you want to say next with with stutters. But <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, let's let's get into some of these discussion points. Uh, what the first one up? Uh, the whole love potion gone wrong device is pretty standard story trope. But this episode really emphasizes how creepy and violating the concept really is. Uh, Rick has that line about uh, producing like a roofie serum for for Morty. Uh, so so how do you feel about Morty being the central instigator on this violation? I I'm so glad you asked this question first because I I was ready to attack this one. I was ready to to just slip it a drug and attack it. <laughs> Uh, so, as you know, Travis, I am a fan of the Twilight Zone, and I have a Twilight Zone podcast. Yep. And there's and there's I, an episode I know of both those things. <laughs> there's an episode of the Twilight Zone called The Chaser, 
which is, which is basically this, this same kind of tale. And there's also a, a tales from the crypt episode. Um, I, I forget the name, the title of that one, but it's got Andrew McCarthy from mannequin fame where basically the, the plot is he wants to, they, they get a love potion to convince this woman who keeps spurning his advances to love him. And, and when I talk about it on, on the twilight zone, the submitter for your approval, like I talk specifically about how I've never realized until I, I started looking at it critically, how creepy and how just horrible that, that is to, to steal somebody's agency. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, absolutely. Like it's, you know, in, in, in the, the twilight zone episode, she's just kind of like, she's, you can almost sense that she's, she, even though she's like, I love you. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> like that behind those, those, those cold loving eyes, <laughs> she's like, please get me out of here. Somebody shoot me. I, um, I, it almost like uh, in get out when like they're, yeah. they're conflicted and like they're saying one thing, but you know, they feel something else behind, behind what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I completely agree with you. Uh, there's, there's a part of me that understands like Morty's intention on an innocence level, maybe uh, where like he, he's not trying to completely steal her agency. He's, he's looking for sort of just like a leg up because he feels like he doesn't have a chance with her. Um, But that's not, that's not really the right way to go about it. And, and I find it really interesting that, he goes to Rick for a shortcut uh, and and we have this sort of mirrored by scenes of Jerry and Beth's relationship where Jerry isn't sure if Beth really loves him. Oh, yeah. And she yeah, goes through this conversation where she's like, love is work, Jerry. Do <laughs> you see me working here? Like Morty's not willing to do the work in this case. He just wants Rick to kind of make it happen for him. And, yeah. uh, and so I kind of find it interesting that, that both of those scenes take place in this episode and that, and really the idea of love and what love means and what it takes to really love somebody uh, is played out in a couple of interesting ways uh, in this episode. I, I think that's, I think that's a super point and it's not something I, it's not something I had considered. So, th- so thank you. Just the, the, them, the mirroring the different uh, stages of love, basically infatuation and Correct. what love actually is. And, and I'll, I'll say this about Morty, you know, how do you feel about him being the central instigator in the violation? Yeah. He's, he's a teenager. And, and I don't, I don't want to say that I was a good teenager because I think as, as adolescent boys, you have, you have dumb thoughts and you, <laughs> you you you're immature and you don't know you don't know how to be a functioning and good person yet you know nobody does at that age right we're still figuring out who we are and uh like having an agency discussion with 16 14 year old brandon i would be like what are you talking about (laughs) let's listen to offspring well and i think in a stable healthy relationship uh, if a teenager goes in and talks to his grandpa and says, hey, can you make me a roofie drug for this girl that I like? A well-adjusted grandfather might say, now, grandson, 
that's not the way to win the heart of a young lady. Uh, but Rick is completely dismissive in this case. And is just like, yeah, fine, whatever here. Just take it, get out of my, get out of my face. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so that's, that's, you know, that's probably one of the places where Rick also holds the blame in, uh, in allowing this whole thing to play out. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing about that is comparing the 35 year old Brandon to 14 year old Brandon, where I've been in a marriage for, you know, over 14 years, 15, going, yeah, doing, do my math. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's over 10. We'll just say that it's safe. Well over 10. I mean, it's close. It's <laughs> 10 plus. Whatever. Uh, you know, like, like, yeah, like love, love is work. And 14 year old Brandon would never have understood that. And, and that's, that's where I kind of like, I give Morty a little bit of, of leeway, but you know, it's one of those things that adult Morty will look back at himself and be like, that was, that was <sighs> yeah. the wrong thing to do. That, that, that wasn't the right play. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let's move on to the next point here. Uh, between the events of this episode uh, and Morty's encounter with Mr. Jellybean in Meeseeks, uh, Morty has stared down some deeply traumatic experiences. <laughs> uh, how do you feel the character has or, or hasn't grown or developed uh, because of these experiences? Um, I think one of the things we, we've talked about in the past is uh, the limit of development in Morty uh, in some of the early episodes, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like he's affected by this, and I think he's already starting to make some different choices in 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 how he approaches situations based on some some real dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you you take this episode and and you don't you don't see any growth from him in this episode yet, uh, and and I think that's why we need uh, Rixty minutes to then kind of juxtapose his uh his his changing worldview especially in his speech with summer about just you know just going to watch tv and just enjoying life like hey there's there's other versions of us out there whatever mm-hmm. we can't we can't we can't get uh mired by uh the infinite possibilities um so yeah i i think in, i think in that way some of these early events really do kind of get him to, to you know, get a uh, a glimpse of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. which is maybe nothingness in in this world of nihilism. Uh, but you know, process 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 that information in his uh, small fourteen year old Morty Smith mind. <laughs> yeah i I definitely think there's room for growth here, and I think looking at these experiences and then looking at the Morty to come now that we've seen where Morty is by seasons two and three. I definitely think that these are some of the first like events that really have an impact on him and have, mm-hmm. have kind of changed his perspective. Uh, I think it's interesting to look at these episodes from a position of not knowing that a M- M- Morty's mind blowers is, is coming, yeah. you know, two and a half seasons from now. Uh, and so to know that Rick has the capacity to remove, you know, traumatic events or things like that. And these things seem to remain like, I don't know if that speaks to Rick's, you know, decision-making or what, like, I I don't know, but yeah, it's, I think it's good that they keep them in uh, because it it is something that, that Morty has grown from. Yeah. Like, like maybe this is a catalyst for Rick to develop Morty's mind blowers 
who are like this this is Rick's mistake and this yeah. is going to be this is this going to be the last one that he lets Morty uh mayor of I told you town <laughs> uh, have right <laughs> absolutely uh so okay uh let's see some uh here here's here's it's not really a question but it says sometimes i feel like the show's ethos comes down to it's all fun and games until and then it's still fun and games what do you what do you what do you think of that that statement uh like okay so there's this follow-up that says do you feel like morty's character development since these events has been adequately adequately addressed uh i don't think so um and I think that's current throughout all of season one. I don't think they really get into character development in season one. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that it's all fun and games and then still fun and games. Like by the end of this episode, like this episode does not end on a high note. No, this and en- this episode ends with very somber music playing Morty burying himself in the backyard and then (laughs) wide-eyed and dazed like walking back into his family and seeing everything through a new perspective Mm -hmm. his parents are fighting summer's on the couch rick's just kicking back watching tv but he is just stunned by this sight because not not long ago, his entire world had been destroyed in Cronenberg. <laughs> and now everything is just kind of back to normal. And it's I don't I don't think that's fun in games. Like he's he's clearly affected by it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't disagree with that that point at all. I I, I and but again, like if you juxtapose it with Rixty Minutes, then yeah. At first, it's not it's not fun and games, but the very next episode, he's like, "Yeah, okay, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I've had time to adjust." And hey, international cable, what's <laughs> what, yeah, what's up? Let's watch TV. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It, there are definitely dark moments and serious things that take place throughout the series. So maybe if you talk about the show's ethos versus like Rick's ethos. I think Rick is always going to be like, yeah, let's just party because <laughs> yeah. Come on. What Unity. else are we going to do? Let's go. Let's yeah. go do it. <laughs> um, okay. So here, here's a, here's a question for you, Travis uh, or me or I'll answer. I'll ask, I'll ask the question and I'll answer and then you can answer later. Rick seems <laughs> to have experience with bailing on one reality for another one. Do you think he's done this before? And what could have happened to cause him to do this? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he has a device for it. He's made a device for it. So just in in that, he has a device that he's spent time developing and creating something. That he, can, he can scan other realities, other dimensions for a place to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, th- I think the, the obvious answer is yes, he's done this before. Um we we go forward and and these questions were originally written um before season 3 came out before the season 3 premiere uh so you know that kind of toyed with the idea that oh maybe he's jumped dimensions to uh get away from the death of his wife right, right. yeah uh so uh, yeah i mean that's theorycraft at that point in time i mean what do you what do you, what do you think well one of the things we know is that rick has been out of beth's life for a pretty significant amount of time. 
and we don't know where he went that could be that could mean that he went just somewhere else within their dimension he's off you know skirting around the universe gallivanting or, or he did he he bailed on that reality and went and did whatever he was doing and then him coming back isn't just a coming back into the house coming back into the family but maybe that is him coming back into his actual dimension and taking ownership of that being his dimension and, and being back with his family. Uh, it's, it's possible. That's the case. I, I, I feel like if he's dimension hopping, you know, every dimension has a Rick and that Rick is going to have an impact on his dimension. Now, many of them are going to be pretty similar to him. And so he can just kind of pick up where the other one left off. But I don't, I don't think there's like just infinite number of dimensions that he can just, yeah, I'll just step into this one. Well, there's there's some complexities to that. So like he said, he's there's a finite number. There's maybe only four or five times where they can really do that jump and, and get away with it. Um yeah, so, yeah, I mean, so I'm not you, I'm not thinking of something he's done a lot of. I mean, do you, do you think do you think that was a like a dual joke which is like, uh, we can only do that four or five more times tops as a meta and also a plot point? I, I think I think it is. I I I feel like they're speaking both to Morty and us in that case. Like we can only get away with this, you know, four or five <laughs> times before people are like, "All right, you can't bail yourself out of every sticky situation by jumping yeah. dimensions." Yeah, and, and to and to your point, you know, he he says before the the four or five more times part. Yeah, he he looked around. He saw some dimensions where he cured it, and where uh, they also died around the same time. Uh, that there was only a handful of them, so you know that I I always make the the uh, make the case or or make the discussion about everyone's kind of doing the same thing over and over again in, in all the different realities. Uh, yeah. I know this this kind of argues against it. So sure. But, uh, uh, so <laughs> this this question is interesting to me. Uh, what what do you think happened to Davin since <laughs> the planet never went through the love pandemic? Davin would still be alive and Beth and Jerry's relationship wouldn't have fixed itself. I don't, I don't believe this question uh, thinks the same way I do about what happened in their new dimension. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell tell me. I I think that all of the Cronenberging stuff still happened in the dimension that they've gone into. But in this case, the Rick was able to figure it out and find the actual solution that, that cured everybody. Right. That that's true. That that's in the, that's in the dialogue. So what you're saying is that because everything happened similarly, uh, Jerry still went to St. Equus, still, still confronted Davin and Cro- still crowbar showed up with his friend crowbar. I'm, I'm Mr. Crowbar. <laughs> yeah. and this is my friend. Also a crowbar. That's <laughs> stu- stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so, and so, so then that version of Davin still turns into a uh, what was it? Praying, praying mantis, mantis version of himself, and with, then gets with, bludgeoned to death with with a crowbar. And so then, when the with, cure is spread out throughout the world, uh, it doesn't cure him being dead. Do, do you do you think African Dream Pop is still something? that exists in Cronenberg world. <laughs> uh we can only hope. You know, we we can't we can't make any assumptions, but the hope is there. 
yeah get 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 after it uh ryan elder okay <laughs> uh yeah i I, ag- I agree with you on that one i think davin's totally been cronenberg prey mantis and then <laughs> destroyed uh how do you feel about the lack of beth's development so far in this in the series and can you see them well could, could you at that point I'll, I'll change this question up a little bit at that point when you first watched it could you have seen them developing your character further uh and in which directions did you initially think they were going to take w- with beth uh i mean I, and it's i mean it's tough because you have you know you, you have the future site right and i and i think that's that's what's slowing me down in in jumping to a conclusion here because it is a very limited amount of time that we've we've seen with beth uh six episodes only only a couple a few of those really feature beth uh, and and in that time, we've we've gotten to know a little bit about her job. We've we've definitely learned about her unhappiness in her marriage. So yeah. I feel I feel like we are developing Beth uh, in the and and the conversation that takes place between Jerry and Beth. Can you see me working here? Yeah, yeah. This relationships is, take work. Love is work, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do do you think? The homeless people should all have houses. Yes. Are you going to build them? No. Then what good was a yes? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I and and this is a stepping off point, and I think we continue down the road, seeing more of Beth and Jerry's relationship moving on, and then ultimately when we see in season three how Beth responds to the divorce. Uh, I think that's really an opportunity where we get to know a lot more about Beth and and who she is individually and also how she really feels about her relationship with Jerry. Yeah. You you I mean you answered the the question perfectly. I don't even need to give my input into it cuz you answered it. You answered it exactly how I would have answered it. Good. I'm glad that's, we could be on the same wavelength. And that's not me just you know, not that's totally of, not you dodging the question at all. <laughs> the, the the having the knowing what what comes make you know makes what her development um, you know it, it makes it difficult to go back and be like oh what was I expecting from from this character yeah. I I I think going through season one the th- one of the things that I left with was okay yeah they're on again off again relationship all of their episodes all of their their plot arcs are going to be about how they're they don't love each other but then they do love each other yeah that's kind of the one thing that i was like maybe they can get away from that eventually i would i would love to see them just get a divorce and no i didn't i didn't say that but you know if i did well and and honestly i'm really curious on what they teed up at the end of season three where we potentially could have a situation where we don't deal with the Beth and Jerry being unhappy in their marriage because they're truly happy. Yeah. And, and I would be really interested to see how a season of that could play out. And maybe the challenges super happy. Yeah. Just being like a totally (laughs) functional married couple that doesn't have the animosity and, and maybe how that maybe starts in season four and crumbles back into their yeah. normal rhythms going going back end. to a different status quo sure yeah 
okay, this is this is a Reddit special question. Fuck Mary Kill. Goldenfold, Brad, or Principal Vagina. Go. <laughs> uh you know, uh, so I'll 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 start. Uh, you know I I gotta I gotta go. I'd, I'd bang the hell out of Brad. He's got he's got that th- he's got that throwing arm. And he's an athlete. He's an he's an Am athlete. Am I right? Like if you take that shirt off, he's gonna have rippling abs <laughs> and and just and pecs to die for. Uh, so yeah, I mean I, I you know but you know maybe not a long term relationship. Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a gentle lover, but <laughs> like not a not a not a good uh, marriage material person. I would say, you know, I, I, I would I would kill Goldenfold because I I can't I'm not I'm not down with coprophagia. Like I don't I don't need your I don't need your baggage. I don't need your shit baggage. Take it to the shit store. You know, put it in the backpack. <laughs> Do something with it. But I don't need that. Yeah. Principal Vagina, he's you know he's he wants he wants to love and he wants to be loved. That's right. He's got he's got a stable job. Yeah. He's you know a he good can, job. He can, pro- he can provide for yep. the family, and uh, yeah. So long as he doesn't say that he has no relation to me, then I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think we're like, in agreement. Where, I think we're in agreement. Where your wedding ring, Vagina? <laughs> like no relation. Like no. Yes, you do. You are married to me, you son yeah. of a bitch. There is a relation. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go ahead and and follow up with with Golden Fold and Principal Vagina a little bit later. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the Blood Dome Battle League. But uh, th- thanks Reddit for that question. Yeah, I guess. Here, here's a here's a question from our friend So Lucid, the Pop Funko Man himself. Do you think <laughs> Beth, Jerry, and Summer exterminated Cronenberg, Rick, and Morty? Ooh, good question. Uh I don't. Good. I mean. The whole world, aside from the three of them, are Cronenbergs. Yeah, I, I, even a Cronenberg Rick is still in in some way a Rick. A a Cronenberg Rick still created a portal device to go to different realities. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's gonna just let it slide. He's gonna go down. To to Jerry of all people, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. They they're probably doing all right, but although Jerry is kind of a badass in, when he in this episode, he gets to be he gets to be a badass. Even though when he's dumb, he still becomes, becomes a badass. Snowball is knocking at the door outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Mister Crowbar stuff. Uh, the uh, the Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> like I wish that shotgun was my penis, and then she says to him, um, "Yeah, if, if it's if your it pe- was, call me Ernest Hemingway or something yeah. like that." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you can. I don't get the reference, and I don't have to. <laughs> Even though that's that's so, uh, you know, for for the listeners at home, w- please don't have us explain that joke <laughs> to you. Uh, Ernest Hemingway has died from a shotgun blast to his face. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he, even though Jerry is badass, I, I do still think that in the end, a Cronenberg Rick wouldn't wouldn't succumb to that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I think Cronenberg, I, man. Yeah, the Brood, you know, the Fly, uh, Scanners. Come on, Jer- what does Jerry have? Like King of Queens? Come on, <laughs> he's uh, it's 
it's not this episode. What's what's the episode where Summer is doing the jaws in the uh in, black, the, in the cardboard box? Black eyes like doll's eyes. <laughs> uh anyway, and I think they're going to be fine. And and they are. We we find that out much much later on. Yes. Uh all right, Mr. Mr. Blue Sky over over on our our Discord asks given how cavalier rick is about the nature of existence and family ties why does rick even bother a trying to fix this earth and b taking this morty along to an alternate dimension he has infinite families uh what what's what's your take on on these questions uh my first thought is why is he why is he even bother trying to fix this earth uh, we see throughout the series, and and I think when we we first started talking about doing these recaps, we weren't going to try to compare it to the rest of the the series. But mm-hmm. I I think that Rick bothers because he's he is always trying to impress Morty and make Morty think that Rick is the best person in the world. And so, dis- despite Rick's selfishness, he's always trying to do stuff for Morty. And so I, I, so for A, I think he's trying to fix this earth for Morty and uh, this for B as well, taking this Morty to, to an alternate dimension. Uh, he has infinite families and this, this is a kind of, this actually is a good lead into something I wanted to discuss was like Rick is okay with leaving Jerry Beth summer behind on Cronenberg world. He had like no qualms whatsoever. But he specifically takes Morty with him, and yeah. and just in this episode alone, I think that that says a lot about their relationship. Like he could have easily been like, "All right, Morty, I'm I'm, I'm out of here," uh, but he but he didn't. He he took him. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think the Rick and Morty bond, like in in later episodes, will show the Citadel of Ricks and they'll talk about, Oh, here's your voucher for a free replacement Morty and things like that. Yeah. So I don't think the bond between all Ricks and their Mortys may, may be as strong, but for the Rickest Rick and the Mortyest Morty. Yes. I, I, I think that there's a, a coupled pair situation there and, and, and Rick really wants to keep his Morty around and he's grown attached to him. So wherever he goes, whether that's another dimension or something like that he's he's still gonna try and bring his morty along to to answer the 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 a portion of the question why is he trying to fix earth in the first place i i think that's in part due to his ego and the fact that he he thinks he's the smartest guy around and that he's infallible and so he he doesn't think that he's gonna screw it up he thinks that he's going to come up with a concoction that's going to solve everything and 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 prove to Morty that that he he can get it done and and when he fails uh well sometimes science is a little more art than science <laughs> uh and you know he he tried and he couldn't he couldn't pull it off and so he's got a backup plan he's got an escape route yeah yep all right, uh, Travis. There we have we have favorite bits for every episode. Uh, what what are some of your favorite bits, jokes, whatever in in this Rick Potion number nine? It's 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 critical to the episode. Uh, the fact that it is flu season, but the <laughs> idea that there is a flu season dance, <laughs> MC Haps. Uh, it's <laughs> like 
what what better thing to do uh, with a contagious virus than get everybody together in a room and rub your <laughs> your your stuff on each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, reminiscent of like chicken pox parties, pox parties. <laughs> yeah, pox parties. Uh, the the anti vaxxers may uh, may start having uh, flu <laughs> flu dances. Uh, we told. Uh, that we to- we totally should like we're anti-vaxxers oh yeah uh the, the oh, ones like us <laughs> uh okay mc haps the the flu the flu hating rapper flu hating rapper i love this i probably said it last time we talked about this this episode at some point just that hey i'm a flu hating rapper <laughs> and it, if you have the dvd uh if you let just like let it sit on the menu screen it'll go through a lot of that rap just in the just on the music and the and the menu screen. Now, is that is that Dan Harmon doing the voice? I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I meant to I meant to listen to the commentary. I didn't get a chance to, but I'm almost certain that it's because Dan it Harmon. is very much reminiscent of a Dan Harmon rap. Like <laughs> it's almost spot on. I I'm pretty sure it was written, but it wouldn't have shocked me. If someone said, "Oh, Dan just got in the booth and started freestyling," <laughs> yeah, and that's what they came up like with. Like El- Elder gave him a beat, and then he <laughs> he's like, "I love Morty, and I hope Morty loves me. I'd like to wrap my arms around him and feel him inside me." <laughs> so it's so poetic. Both elements: it. the the first part where he's just <laughs> rapping about the flu, and then the second part when he's rapping about Morty. Uh, they're just such great great parts of that episode. yeah yes 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 um some some of my favorite bits are the they're not even they're not even part of the main episode they're kind of like in the background like announcements uh so at the very beginning of the episode principal vagina is talking over the intercom and and he's talking about uh, you know if you have the flu don't come to the dance it's about awareness not celebration you don't <laughs> you don't you don't bring dead babies to lent or whatever oh, <laughs> and, and i i had the subtitles on and i just uh, <laughs> cracked up it was, it was really uh, and then yeah. the se- and then the second one is when summer is watching tv when they're about to cut to the the breaking news she's watching a show and there's there's two women on the show and they're like Oh, did he, did he have sex with you? Uh, by the way, I'm paraphrasing. Did he have sex with you? And she's like, "Yeah, he did." Like, "But you're pregnant already." Like, I that that what what's the worst thing can happen? And then it cuts to the breaking news and it says, "We interrupt pregnant baby to bring you this special report." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just in the background, but it cracks me up. Good stuff. Uh yeah, I I think just I I've said a few of the lines already. The the line where he says science is a little bit more art than science sometimes, Morty. Uh <laughs> that that line gets me all the time. Uh where the I told you so or like the mayor of I, I told mayor you so. Of, town. Yeah. <laughs> mayor of I told you town. Because the great part about that is the fact that Morty is not relishing in the i told you so yeah he's he's truly disturbed by what's taking place but all rick can think of is oh yeah i messed this one up i'm sure you're just <laughs> loving he's just totally projecting on morty and, and at feelings. and at the end of it like yeah okay well here you go this is your one you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> like him messing up is is a gift to Morty still somehow. Uh, that that whole really the, just the whole him to, uh, making the love potion with just no science whatsoever. Like you know, it's a vol Morty. You know, they they just they they have sex forever and then they they switch it up with the praying mantis and like that's oh, the opposite of a of a vole <laughs> now, now they all love him but want to kill him also <laughs> yeah. like i that's that's a pretty simple connection to make rick i i think you should have thought that <laughs> uh the two chess moves ahead on that one yeah all all, all of that stuff got got to me pretty good uh, uh yeah and and then just sort of i mean it's not really a funny bit but mm-hmm. just sort of the the earth shattering moments in the end of the episode uh, as, as Morty, I, I don't know. I, has there been another episode up to this point that ended on such a somber note? I, I really don't feel like, like there have been serious moments. We talk about, you know, King jelly bean and things like that, but really this whole episode, it doesn't end on a laugh. It, it, yeah. it really, it really walks out on on some of the some of the darkest elements so far you're right and and that that goes back to the production notes where it says this episode changes the show's identity in that yeah i mean you had king jellybean that's that's dark but it it didn't it it didn't change oh hey hey snowball uh it didn't change what we know about the characters yet this one left morty in such a dark place and the viewer in such a dark place. Like, imagine watching this for the first time, and <laughs> and then be like, "What just happened? What in the hell just happened?" Uh, that's, you know, I think that's kind of the the way to look at it. Well, yeah, and I like that it happens about halfway through the season, so that like, I I know it's the second in production order, but I feel like if this had happened two or three episodes in it you would almost always feel like you're kind of on your toes like waiting for another time where they're just going to completely shift but we we've established a little bit of a dynamic in those first five and a half episodes so that when it happens in the sixth episode like you're 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 almost ready for it it, and and you can pull a little a little little rope a dope yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, hey, this is this is kind of what you should expect from the show, and, and this is how we're doing it. And all of a sudden, Mazzy Star comes on as he's burying his dead body. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, you right. just you just changed what I know about this, and I want to see some more because you yeah. know, like, so if you were playing it so early on, it's almost kind of uh, shooting your um <laughs> energy energy like i was like damn it what's the other what's the other phrase for that what's the other idiom for that same <laughs> thing that's much cleaner oh anyway that's that but yeah that that gets to uh, a message we got from patrick mcginnis talking about rick potion number nine uh and he says that the episode w- really defined the show for him uh rick's ability to to discard a dimension and Morty's difficulty in dealing with the aftermath is beautiful. And this episode's impact on the series is indelible. Uh, and he says, great podcast. Thanks Patrick. So thanks, uh, thanks Patrick. Thank I'll do, you, I'll Patrick. do improv with you eventually. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, he's right because this is, this sets the tone. It, it lays the groundwork for 
something that we come back to on a regular basis throughout the rest of the series. And it's the idea that they can hop out of one dimension and, and sort of take up shop somewhere else. It, it's, it's almost always in the back of your mind from this point forward. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And, and thank, thanks again, Patrick, for, for shooting us that message. Uh, you, you're, I mean, yeah, it, this is, this is a good episode and it is a, a, uh, I don't think it gets enough credit for kind of um, shifting the focus of, of the show and, and the, yeah. the mood of the show. So, okay. That, that's what we have about Rick Potion number nine. If you want to send us your thoughts, if you have any thoughts on our thoughts or questions on our thoughts, or you have thoughts on our questions or, or you have your own thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your thoughts don't have to be based on our thoughts. You don't ha- no, have I mean, your own thoughts. Unity. Yeah, please Come do. On. Don't be a collective, you know? <laughs> Don't be like beta seven. Have your own thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but shoot, shoot us those questions and and we'll we'll continue this discussion maybe over on Twitter or over on a subreddit. Uh, and then if, if you're watching ahead and, and you watch the next episode, uh, have those questions ready and, and shoot those over to us so we can we can discuss some of your questions on on a future episode. Yes, sir. And up next on interdimensional <laughs> RSS, you know, I'm here. We go. Here we go. We're going into the a blood a dome uh, battle alley. Machine gun, machine gun, rapping, This here's a tail. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Uh. <laughs> So uh, I changed the music up a little bit because I really want to get back to the other one and then remaster it to make it sound oh. less shitty. Okay. Uh, so this here is the tale of the Blood Dome <laughs> Battle League. Okay. So g- good news, everyone. Uh, this was this was the week of Golden Fold versus Principal Vagina. and No relation. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be a really close match, and, and, it, and it was on one social media. The other, not so much. Um, so, so, so what happened, Travis, uh, just, just run us through some of the, uh, uh, the initial tweets that we got. Yeah. Uh, we, we got, we got some good feedback from you guys. Tyler Tigno says, everyone just sees golden fold holding these machine guns and thinking easy win. Uh, but let's not forget who started a religion hashtag principal vagina, no relation. <laughs> uh, oh, old, oh, 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 friend, Eric. Syra Dark, Syra Dark. When the sh- when shit hit the fan, Golden Fold was leading a band of human survivors during the alien occupation. Plus, we know he's an active badass in his dreams. That is true. This is it's it's a fact. It's a fact. Uh, so lucid. Brought to you by <laughs> Pop Funko. Uh, where's the draw button? That's where I put that joke. I, I'm like, I know I made that joke about Kevin being a Pop Funko man. <laughs> Uh, where is the draw button? Both of them are passive aggressive, and this would be a slap fight. Uh, which, based on on the votes, like there was uh, there was some some pretty evenness here. I was yeah. I was excited to see who actually did win, and uh, even as I was trying to come up with the narrative for the, for the battle, uh, I had to ask like, oh wait, who? Who actually won this one? <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't. It wasn't like a clear victor from the moment we announced the fight. Yeah, I, 
I vaguely I vaguely remember who actually wins. But let me let me let me go ahead and read this narrative brought to you by Travis Menard. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> it was the first day of summer vacation for the students at Harry Herbson High School. At least it was for the students. Every year since Principal Vagina, no relation, took over, the staff was forced to come in for some cheesy faculty breakfast. Principal Vagina used the breakfast to hand out superlative, meaningless awards to the faculty in the format of a bad Hollywood awards show. I mean, if those awards shows were filmed in a dirty high school gymnasium. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the frustration from most of the high school staff, Mr. Goldenfold really enjoyed the Harry Herpson Awards, or herpes, as they were commonly referred to. (laughs) He had one of the hardest trier at teaching maths award for the last two years. It says teaching maths. Good job. (laughs) And he already had a spot picked out for award number three. In fact, Mr. Goldenfold was already up and walking toward the stage when Principal Vagina, no relation, announced that Mrs. Toodle Shorts had won this year. Is that is that a character in the show? It is now. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon. Mr. Tootle, Mrs. Tootle Shorts. Ooh, do you have a Mr. Tootle Shorts? Enraged <laughs> uh, and embarrassed, Mr. Goldenfold tore his yellow V-neck sweater in two and charged the stage. Blinded by his rage, he leapt onto the platform and grabbed two of the remaining trophies, one in each hand. You don't know me, Goldenfold shouted. Principal Vagina spun around just as Goldenfold slammed a trophy down on the principal's head. Goldenfold managed to beat Vagina with the herpes for several minutes before the gym teachers were able to break things up. As Mr. Goldenfold was escorted off school property, some teachers say they could hear the faint prayers of Principal Vagina saying, Oh great and glorious floating heads, please don't let my omelet get cold. The you end, heard, yay. Every- <laughs> you, you, you were... Woo! You heard it here first. You heard it here, everybody. Uh, uh, it's it's Mr. Goldenfold. He wins that shit tenfold. <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay. uh, yeah. Is the segment getting old? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so over on Facebook, it was 30 to 70 in favor of Mr. Goldenfold with a much tighter race over on the Twitter sphere, 45 to 55. Yeah. Ooh barely eking out a victory what is it what does that say about the difference between facebook and twitter that 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 twitter and they and they got the same amount of votes for on on both sides uh Mm. but facebook was clearly um the the only thing i think of is on twitter i didn't have the pictures associated with them on facebook i did had each gif for you know each of the characters yeah oh i don't know i i i I don't think i want to read too much into that and I think you should <laughs> I think you should yeah, as a sociological kind of experiment I think the examples we have of Goldenfold in the show uh leading the the underground people in the, in the beginning of season three he's he's really he's really shown moments of of being able to to fight his way out of a situation even if he's just dreaming about it so yeah um yeah I don't know it's would, would you, I, I thought it was would, a good fight this week. Would you have picked? We don't usually do this, but would you have picked Goldenfold to win? I, I think I probably would have picked Goldenfold. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably would have too. <laughs> I mean, he had machine guns in his dreams. Uh, <laughs> I didn't take him for such a lucid dreamer, Brandon. <laughs> anyway, so 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 thank you everyone who voted. Uh, we we appreciate you. Keep you know as, as we keep doing this, 
keep sending us your thoughts keep sending us your votes and uh you know yeah. we if you want to send us a two or three paragraph synopsis of what goes down who knows maybe we'll just use yours on a future episode yeah <laughs> who knows only travis and brandon know for sure yeah. yeah uh next week or next up is aberdolf linkler versus beta 7 and i mentioned beta 7 already in this episode mm. beta 7 is the borg parody uh voiced by what's his face from mr sensei 2000 ah, what's what's uh uh pat oswald thank you yes thank you travis is. for letting give me his name i just raised my eyebrows until you got it <laughs> That's the moral support I provide. You look you look like a Pat Nozzle when you oh. raise your eyebrows. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. okay. Uh, well, yeah. So let us know over on Twitter and Facebook uh, who you think will win next week, and then we'll come up with another cheesy narrative come or, up with or a rap or something. Who knows? I think it's Brandon's <laughs> turn. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it for Blood Dome Battle League. It is time for the final segment of the episode. Uh, one of my favorites. It's listener suggestions and short outs. Brandon, what do we got? Listener suggestions and short outs. We got over on Patreon. Uh, I just want to say thank you for Tyler Tigno. He's boosted it. He's boosted it up to 15. Uh, which means, which means we'll get you that number. Our 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 fifteen dollar reward is me sending you a phone number, and then you leave a voicemail, and then we're gonna play that shit on the show, motherfucker. <laughs> the interdimensional hotline. Yeah. Interdimensional hotline. And maybe, maybe we could start doing like taking callers and giving them like love advice, but the love advice is just. <laughs> Creating a serum that makes people fall in love with you. Yeah. Taking away their agency, Tyler. <laughs> Come me too. Hashtag. Uh, next. Another th- another short out for Justin D. Ray. Yeah. Uh, who jumped right up to 15. He didn't. He, he He's not dipping his toe in the pool. Uh-uh. He's, he's rocking the cannonball, uh, getting this party started. Heck yeah. Uh, and, and, and let me, and let me just say this. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned Tyler and I, I love you, Tyler. Tigno, not not your near Tyler Travis. I mean, I love he's him. Right. He's uh, all right. He, yeah, he's he's cool. He likes my music now. Uh, but Justin D. Ray, he has he was the first one to jump up to right to fifteen. So, uh, you know, I gotta I gotta send him that that number though. Yes, yeah, so, you so should th- probably do that like really soon. Yeah, th- uh, thank th- thanks a bunch thanks a bunch to not only Tyler, not only to Justin, but every single person who supports us. Uh, you know, you, you don't you don't have to, but you do, and that that really, I, it sounds cheesy, but it it fucking makes warms my heart. Fucking, <laughs> it sounds cheesy, right? I, it does, but I, I I I can I can say that Brandon and I have had several conversations where we are we are humbled by the fact that anyone would would pay money for for what we're doing here uh and 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 your support really does encourage us and 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 help uh kind of keep us going uh, as we as we find ways to fill that time between season 4 that may or may not ever happen 2020 2020 <laughs> uh so uh no new reviews but thank you for everyone who's ever put a review in for us yeah, we appreciate that. Well, you write them, we'll read them. So, so go write a review if you haven't done one yet. That's right. Uh, over on Twitter, we do have a comment from at Darius Holton, and he says, 
Uh, have you ever have you guys noticed when Final Space airs on TBS, it is on Cartoon Network immediately after? I think they're looking to bail on Rick and Morty. Just my two cents. What do you what do you think about that, good sir? I I I disagree. Uh, I don't I don't think they're looking to bail on on Rick and Morty per se. Uh, I the question is, have you guys noticed when Final Space airs on TBS and then it's on Cartoon? No, I haven't. I. I honestly haven't watched Final Space at all, uh, nor have I paid particular attention to the the scheduled times for their airing. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, the the parent company of Turner Broadcasting owns TBS and Cartoon Network, so they they're gonna leverage that property the best that they can. But I'm I'm not 100% positive it has anything to do with a lack of Rick and Morty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I have not watched Final Space. I, I, I hear it's decent. Uh, there's yeah, a few folks thing. who said it, it's a good thing. Um, and and I, I responded I responded to them thusly, I should probably watch Final Space. Number two, if they're going to bail, they should just bail, uh, especially before I go to this adult <laughs> swim festival in October. <laughs> And uh, also, this this I learned, Adult Swim is its own network, but shares cable space with Cartoon Network. Uh, that that last part's not that super important, but uh, what I, you know, I think it's good. And we talk about business, and maybe I should have put this this tweet up in in the top portion of the, the the notes. But I think when we talk about business, you know, it's good to keep your options open. So because Turner Broadcasting is part of that whole uh, schema or whatever that is for, for networks, you know, they, they could, they, they, they could be trying to, to push Final Space into that, uh, really take advantage of some adult swim time. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, when you don't have new episodes of Rick and Morty, like, yeah, use what you got, I guess, for for now. So yeah, you got you got uh, you got to you got to fill it with something other than Family Guy, The Cleveland Show, <laughs> um, American Dad, American Dad, the Seth uh, MacFarlane hour and a half. Yeah, got to fill uh, it with something. I, I, are they still making Robot Chicken? Because I still see episodes of it uh, occasionally. <laughs> it's um, it's not as bad as Cartoon Network. I love Teen Titans Go, but man. Is on all the time. Oh, yeah. Literally. Teen Titans Go movie coming out uh, this summer. I'm going to go see it. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> one, one last thing, not in the show notes, but actually while we were recording this episode, uh, listener Colin Zakowski uh, said, uh, hey guys, been listening to the podcast for a while now, and uh, he started up his own little art business. And uh, I just want to shout out these art pieces that he's making. Uh, he's, he's making a, a Rick portrait that looks like it's like out of welded metal. Huh. Uh, so, you know, we, we said we're going to support artists and, and shout them out. Uh, so uh, Colin, thanks. Thanks. For, thanks for showing us the art that you're working on. If you want to buy Colin's metal Rick thing, you got to make a metal Morty because the oh, alliteration yeah. that's, <laughs> and, and really all life decisions should be based on alliteration. And, and, and then put them in super smash brothers, the new super smash brothers, <laughs> yeah, not uh, a port. <laughs> Better not be a port. The the, la- the last the, I do have two more kind of shout outs, and that's to a Zang this uh, a podcast that I I just guessed it on. It just released to uh, yesterday on on two on Monday, 
uh, Monday, whatever the 26th, whatever the yesterday was. And then also I was on the podcasters coach, uh, podcast, just doing a little brief interview on there. So, uh, I, we, we have tweeted those, those links out. I'll throw them in the show notes. If you want to hear me kind of be serious sometimes. I'll bet. Hear, hear a little bit more about the history of how this show got started and, yeah. and how and our friendship how we got started and yeah, our connection. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, but until, until uh, next time, everyone, again, we thank you all for listening and we'll be back in just a few weeks to talk a little bit more about Rick and Morty. We're talking raising Gazorpa Zorpil. Hey, I'll have to, I'll have to bring my Morty Jr. in. Yes, uh, for that episode. So, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If if, if you haven't uh, left a review or something like that, please go do that and send us your questions about raising uh, Gazorpazorp so that we can we can talk about it. Yes. All right, that's it. We're done. We're out of here. Okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to bed. Thanks for listening. I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. See you next time. Bye. Yeah, we will. We will see you next time, Travis. And don't don't you try to tell me otherwise. <laughs> That's a good filler while you while you got the drop ready. <laughs> Nobody caught it. Though.